Oh yeah, baby. You know what time it is. It's time for some meat. Oh baby, let's get saucy. Welcome to the meat cast. It's your boy Mike, and here is Daddy Pig's Army. Sloan and Jack. Sloan, that was sultry words coming out your mouth there to start the show off, bud. That may not have been me. Who knows? No, that was me. That was uh that was gorgeous. It was beautiful, Sloan. I'm feeling good. Well, yeah, I uh okay. a little weird for me. I'm in California recording this. Shut up, Jack, I'm opening my beer. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping that. Oh, my God. How we doing, boys? Doing good. Fan-freaking-tastic. Fan Delicious. Um, welcome to Daddy Pig's Army Meatcast Episode 2. Come up with a... Sh the name's long. I feel like... Should we either just go Meatcast or Daddy Pig's Army or just keep it Ridiculous D-Pam? I'm going to call it D-Pam. I was about to say, the think... acronym is great. D-P... Uh, M, whatever falls after that, yeah. D-Pam, yeah. D-Pam. I mean, I feel like calling it, like, having to say the full name, it's like Hagrid's, where you're going to get just referred to Daddy Pig or Meat Cast. Like, no one wants to say the full or name, even though the full name exists. Yeah, we're D-Pam. Yeah. Okay, we're D-Pam. Welcome to D-Pam, everyone! <laughs> your boy Mike, I'm drinking. What you boys doing? Uh, I am also drinking, but just a Coke. Course you are. All right, here, all right, here we go. So number two, snap. Ready for it? Oh. Ooh. All right, th this is a woven, wo woven water. Is that the uh, the brewery down in Tampa? I'm not familiar. You with tell me, boo. I'm ruining it. Um, this is the one that Allison yeah. and Stephen uh, turned me on to. And it's a okay. Fu yeah, fusion. This thing basically tastes like a smoothie, in as a beer. Like there's actually like bits oh. of like yeah, there's like bits of fruit in here, and probably bits you of got like, like the pulp in there. Yeah, yeah, and um, actually probably even little bits of like a panther in there as well. Um, like yeah, amazing. So basically, this <laughs> no BS right now is my single favorite beer in the world. It's that good, Sloan. I know. Yes. That is some straight up baby bag bullshit because you haven't had the best beer you've ever had in your life. You've given me like you the haven't probably, asked me for it. Um, well, you started off with Monstro and basically I had like an affair with that um, outside of Sarah. She was not happy about that. But yeah, I mean, I would say you probably introduced me to at least three of my top five beers in the last two years. So thank you for that, sir. Okay. Um, you ready to have Monstro blown out the, blown out the door? Was that the 66? <clears throat> no. Oh, well, that one's incredible too. Um, no, it's the Onibaba, which is the, uh, Blanton's barrel aged, no adjuncts, just sexual healing. I mean, hell, you throw anything in a barrel blends, it's going to come out just like sexy, amazing this period. Oh yeah. No, I bought, so I bought two of them. We so... I am partially responsible for them uh, running out in uh, 48 hours. So I believe it. And uh, they just dropped a Weller's one, which um, 
That's called Dark Illuminati getting ready for the anniversary. Paul Seidel, by the way, is who we're talking about. Um, and Dark Illuminati. Wait, we're like talking Marvel. about Paul Seidel? What a surprise. I know, right? Hey, I didn't bring it up this time. Also, I haven't even said what I'm drinking today. Um, no, it's not like, Paul we're kind of like all over the place. Yeah, I know that. We're, we're finding our rhythm. Okay. Yeah, we are. Um, Speaking of finding, Dark did you find a... Did you find a good location for that barrel of Blanton's in your house yet? It is on my patio right next to my grill. It's my grilling station. <laughs> no way. So my, any, my plan is... Any, huh? Does it have any meat stains on it yet? I can neither confirm nor deny there are meat stains on it. Nice. Yes, there there are absolutely meat stains on the top of it. Um, when I was doing all that grilling uh, a couple weeks ago, um, Onibaba, which is that barrel age, which is incredible. Then they just they dropped a uh, Weller's one today, which is sounds incredible. But today I am drinking from Treehouse Brewing out of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, this was one of the last meals I got. This is a Haze, which is a double IPA. Um, you know, Treehouse is one of those bucket list breweries that I've been told to try. And um, I got three beers from them. This is the best one by far. Um, but I'm not going to... I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm in the area, I'm going to go there. But I'm not going to like uh, race out for another meal. So... There's a lot better stuff that I can have out in uh, Atlanta, where I know a few people um, who can hook me up. So, you know. Yeah, just a few people. Just a couple. So, gentlemen, we are going to try and be a little more focused and not chaos um, this week. So this week... um, we are going to, you know, we're going to try and set up our, our normal pattern of what our episodes are looking like. And this is a work in progress, so appreciate you and hanging out with us. So um, we're going to talk about what we recently cooked, what we ate, the tribal eats, and then we got some questions and some controversies where we got to call some people out, guys. Yeah, I got some, I'm ready to go on or go off on some people. Uh, about some takes so buckle up we'll 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 get there we'll get there (laughs) intern we'll get there okay you're still the intern to me you'll always be the intern i know i'm always the intern like i I literally like i'm logging in and tries to put my full name in for zencaster i'm like no 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 no. jack the intern that's my name that's all you are to me that's all you'll ever be you'll be 40 years old and i'll still call you the intern I'm going to be giving a speech at your uh, funeral, and I'm going to just refer to myself as the intern. Wow, you're saying when you're when you're 40, I'm gonna you're going to be giving a speech at my funeral? That's not a very good life expectancy for you, me, bud. I mean, I didn't say I was going to be like, I'm 40. I mean, it could be tomorrow for all we know, but you never, I mean. Wow, okay. Okay, Jack. So, recently, Love we you. know Jack hasn't cooked shit since he's traveled. <laughs> yeah, I've been a I haven't cooked a lot, but I do have a barbecue review. It's gonna piss you Wait, off. I know well, that. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Uh, Sloan, um, I guess 
You start, Sloan. What have you cooked recently? So most recently, um, basically last night, I had quail poppers. And I got to thank Bucky's again for this one. I'm actually in the process of going through all of their frozen foods that, you, um, like, they got some crazy stuff, like uh, cornbread, stuffed chicken, obviously some good sausages. But the one that, like, caught my eye were quail poppers. Like, the well, that just sounds amazing. Basically, it's quail that is wrapped around a jalapeno popper. It's a popper. And then bacon wrapped. And the first thing I thought of in terms of, like, how I wanted to cook that, could have thrown on a smoker, but... That just had, especially with the bacon wrapped around it, it just had air fryer written all over it. I was so. literally thinking air fryer as you're saying this. Also, I'd been wondering where you got the quail poppers from, but you're telling me you got them at Bucky's? Yeah, so if you go to the, the, the jerky bar, right to the left is a frozen like meat locker. And just think for a second, like what does a frozen meat locker look like at Bucky's? And I think I just stood there for like, five minutes with my jaw like need like pick it up off the floor because there's just such amazing stuff in there but yeah again the one was the quail poppers i only got one pack when i was coming back through um tennessee uh last week because that's all they had there so when when i was driving back up north from um after uh, uh bush gardens and um uh, universal i stopped by the one at uh, warner robbins and literally took every freaking pack they had left which is like eight packets and so i've already like crushed three of those so if you all want like the legit way to how do you prepare and, and cook off um quail poppers i'm your man but yeah absolutely legit and the, the one thing i topped it off with at the end was hot honey and that on top of the bacon plus the uh you know uh, softening up that heat with sweetness on the on the jalapeno just a whole nother level it was freaking amazing Okay, I've got a lot of questions, but the first one I'm going to ask you, talk to me about this hot honey. So basically, it's honey with a little bit of heat to it, and it's not like I've made it before, but if I were to just take take some honey and probably throw in a bit of cayenne pepper, slowly bring that up to um, to a spicy heat level that, that you can tolerate, and yeah, just it's it's that whole sweetness that gets balanced off with heat, and it's just it's freaking awesome. I mean, I, I'm trying to think like where else hot honey. So do you oh. do you buy the honey or do you make it yourself? <laughs> I wish I could, it was as cool. I can say that I did make that myself this time, but I was thinking, how would I make this? Because it already came in a pack, and <laughs> where I got it from was uh, actually no BS at Art. Was it Arby's? Uh, or no, Hardee's. It was chicken tenders, and they had hot honey packets on the side. You know what? Hey, I want extra hot honey packets. And I brought those home with me. I was like, I know I'll find a good use for these. So another little pro tip there. You'd be surprised what you can um, do with in terms of those uh, so like so sauce packs that you get at any given random fast food joint. You know, I mean, heck, Chick-fil-A for one. Look at all the amazingness that they have ready to go. So, so you know what I'm about to do? Is is I haven't just well no we don't have Hardee's out here we don't have a uh, Carl's Jr. Out here. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm gonna go get a thing of honey or see if I have any in my uh like uh, cabinet, and I'm gonna go get like a habanero pepper and stuff that bitch in there and make a habanero honey. That'll work. I'm curious how much I might time roast. 
Yeah, like it it won't be something I do soon. Like I'm not gonna be like, ooh, I'm gonna put the uh, pepper in there, and then like tomorrow be like, ooh, I'm ready for it. No, I'm I'm gonna look this up. This feels like something I should look up. Um, let's see. Well, here's food you know for what? thought. This is a research. Yeah. Real quick, food for thought. So, have you noticed how honey of all the things that are in your pantry that it manages to keep the longest? Not like a preservative, but it, it, like it takes a really long time for that to congeal and like yeah. basically get to where it's just not something you want to really work with. So if you use that yeah. as a like a storing agent, like um, almost like if you're canning like vegetables or something like that, like I, I bet that would come out freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to figure this out real quick. Would you roast a jalapeno um, or like oh. or like a so, so this recipe I just found just says you, you throw it in a pot. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can find this. So what you need, I mean, I just looked up this quick recipe. I don't want to read that much. Um, it says once you get the honey warmed up, cool it to room temp, strain the honey. But, like, while you're cooking it, that's when you throw the peppers in. Then you strain it. Um, I mean, it doesn't tell like this. Okay, here we go. Um, heat and simmer on medium heat for five minutes to infuse the peppers with the honey. Let it cool. Strain it. Store it in air air airtight container. Use as needed. That sounds really really easy. Oh, totally. I'm going to do it. I'm totally doing that. Now that, so that's not like marinating it then. Um, I was thinking you just put the whole, you know, maybe cut, dice it in half or like cut it in half or quarters and then put it in the honey jar and then just kind of, you know, let it sit there for a while and let it, you know, marinate itself essentially. But um, this seems like a lot easier... Well, you probably awesome. could do that. The thing is that, that that will take a lot longer. So heating up that honey is going to make it that much more apt to ab- absorb those flavors from basically whatever you throw it in, into it at that time. Okay, so let me ask you guys this. Because I am, uh, you know, with honey, I'm, I'm pretty particular. I only buy local honey. Yes. Accurate. Like, I'm saying, like, when I say local, I mean, like, that is a farmer's market purchase where I find, like, a local farm and buy their honey. Or if I find, like, at the grocery store one that's inside, like, 20 or 30 miles, that's what I want. Also, uh, bee population is important. We kind of need those guys. So. Yeah, I'm a huge, like. Yeah, local honey is the only way to go. Have y'all noticed those? It's like at the end of like the sauce aisle, usually like like at a Publix or someplace, they have the uh, the local grown or local made, right? It's and that's usually where you can find that local grown honey. Um, plus, also like the yeah. local regional like sauces and all that. So yeah, that's actually a yeah, good point, uh, Mike. That's actually exactly where I get my honey as well. It's like hey. It, it, I can't really tell the difference between like clover, um, clover flower honey, and you know all those different flowers that those bees feed off of. But regardless, like the local stuff, like that's the jam. Period. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. We are all in agreement. Okay. So that sounds incredible, Sloan. The quail poppers. I mean, I got a Bucky's minutes from my house. I might go hit up Bucky's tomorrow. I'm actually looking for dinner tomorrow. That sounds like a great idea. Um, okay. Oh, oh Caitlin was definitely like, oh, where did you get it? I was like, uh, Bucky's? No. Do her a favor. Get okay. Quail poppers. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Okay. I recently cooked. Now, this is my dinner tonight. Now, it's nothing exciting, nothing great. So, I uh, made some chicken up. I, I did uh, pasta. I did spaghetti. Shout out, Jack. I love you. Oh, ooh, shit, ooh. you're actually here. So, so uh, <laughs> does it offend you? That's that actually I really. Spaghetti? I mean, was it of the eatable variety? I mean, I made it, so yes. Then, yeah, it doesn't offend me. Okay, good. Um, it was a Mike's own sketty, but I did a chicken instead of like ground beef in the sauce. Um, going trying to go a little leaner with that, but I saved some of the chicken. I just seasoned it. I just did um, garlic powder and then uh, Lowry seasoning. That's all I had on hand at the when I was making it. But I saved some of that and I kept it. And tonight. You know, I was I was craving like buffalo chicken, and I crave buffalo chicken a lot. I love me some buffalo sauce. So I made a buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich. So so let me tell the the I did miss ranch. I only have the buffalo sauce, so I didn't have ranch. Also, ranch is superior to blue cheese. I will fight you. Absolutely. Um, good. Um. With that, I did sh- uh, shredded mozzarella as the base, because you know grilled cheese, you gotta have a good shredded cheese on there too. Um, the chicken I stacked it double high, and then I put a slice. <laughs> then I did the buffalo sauce, and then I did a slice of sharp cheddar, and then threw that on there. And then when I was done, I threw some pickles in there too, and that is, I don't know if you guys have ever had buffalo chicken with pickles. Undefeated. Also, jalapenos, too. Works pretty awesome. So, um, fantastic little sandwich utilizing some leftovers. So, um, yeah, it was uh, quite solid. There's nothing more satisfying to be able to take leftovers and basically just bring it up another notch, like, next day, and ultimately use it instead of just throwing away. So, salute you there. Now, yeah. quick question. Now, what about the bread? What kind of bread did you use, and how'd you to- and how'd you to- uh, toast that up? So, you know, I I I'm not gonna lie. I just have uh, like the, uh, I think it's like the uh, Sarah Lee, um, low carb bread. So the bread was not anything to write home. It's like the seventy calories for two slices bread. Um, it so wasn't like crazy, the best bread. The, was it crazy thin? It's not super thin. There's just there's no density to it. Uh, um, it's it's not good for grilled cheese. Now this would have been perfect on a good like um on a sourdough. I'm a good big sourdough guy. 
Also, I almost did garlic bread with it, but then that would be too many different things. Uh, the next time I do chicken and like pasta, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do um, a Texas toast, like the garlic bread Texas toast that you get in the freezer section, which is underrated as hell. I'm going to slice that in half, just one slice, slice it in half, marinara base, chicken, slice mozzarella, marinara, cover it's going to be like a chicken parm sandwich on garlic bread yeah that sounds awesome same that time there's, really there's, there's nothing wrong especially during the week when you're having to you know keep up with your diet trying to be responsible and you know if you have like the goodness and like the, the innards for lack of better words like the chicken and everything in there and you that that already is just amazing right there and yes you have like the 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 healthier bread option and it's serving as a binder it's doing its job that's okay you don't necessarily need the big old fat texas toast as much as awesome as it is but you kind of save that for a special occasion especially when you're trying to uh stay healthy and lean so this is also a a a meat cast where hey we're we're gonna look at options that we can (laughs) basically make sure that we're gonna still stay healthy and, and live a long life as well at the same time treat ourselves here and there of course right there's we like just because we enjoy meat doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy like having a home cooked meal of like the meat itself that we're typically preparing is very like generally lean now obviously if we want that fatty piece of brisket um come on mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll do that but you know, generally speaking, meat by itself is lean. It's just what you pair it with. So pairing it with the lighter bread rather than <clears throat> something else, I'm, I'm utilizing those calories for the meat, not the sides. So trying to trying to be smarter uh, about how I uh, I eat things. So, and dude, you've done an awesome job of that so. too. By the way, seriously proud of you. I'm a uh, Thank you, buddy. It's a work in progress every day. I uh, try and remind myself it's not a, you know, it's more about, it's not more, it's not so much the number that I see on a scale. It's about how I feel and how I feel with myself. And that's what I'm working towards. So, well, keep so it going. You got, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Jack. Um, what do you I, all I was just going to say, how Mike, you, you should check the uh, Buzzed Bars email for no particular reason. Um, Jackathan, what did you do? Mm-hmm. What you've been asking me to do? <laughs> you beautiful son of a bitch! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Um, I just got the uh, notification on my phone, so perfect. E- yep. Okay. So, Jack, you're traveling right now. You're in California, correct? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like... Right across the street from Magic Mountain. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, you got another new number one. I do. I mean, it's an old number one that's returned to being a new number one. So, I mean, at least you know, there's that. I, I, you know, everyone gives you hate on that. Like, I've, I've literally done the exact same thing with that ride because that ride is, like, so meaningful to me. Yeah, um, like so. For like, I mean, the coaster <laughs> tangent for a minute. As Scott dives behind me, um, like it was my number one for a hot minute. Even if I kept like it was my number one, well before I actually like made it my number one, I just wouldn't admit it. And then 
like getting on Velocicoaster and Iron Gwazi more just made me question the fact of how good it was. It was like when I get back on it, I think I'm going to remember how good it is. And that's what's happened. Like I wrote it once last night and I wrote it once like an hour and a half ago. And the ride an hour and a half ago was like, it's just, it's just, it screws with you. I don't know of another coaster that fucks with you like that ride does. Really quick, that's exactly what happened to me when I rode Zadra and it made me question things. And that's why Voyage is now my one solidly and probably may not ever leave that position to be honest yeah so but anyway so yes i'm in california we have um oh good lord i just googled magnum xl not thinking about what i was googling let's add the 200 behind that um (laughs) oh no jack what have you done (laughs) um safe mode This is a a family podcast. Um, So Scott and I have been road tripping across the country for the greater part of two weeks now. We've been all over the place. But one of the uh, early stops we made in downtown Hollywood was Bloodso Barbecue, if you remember our talks about that on last episode. I thought it's in Compton, not Hollywood. It was definitely in Hollywood because we drove right past the Paramount Studios. I call that Hollywood. Compton is pretty close to Hollywood, right. though, right? I mean, yeah, it's not that far. Like, I literally like plugged it in, and we were like two minutes from like the ch- or from the theater that like everyone goes to because tourists. I was like, okay. I mean, hold on. Now I'm like, like where where was it? It 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 was it was very close to where everything. Okay, regardless, was, like, you went to Blood Sows. Yes, okay. we went to Blood So. That's my bad. Um, we rolled in at like. What time? Probably 8.30. We'd had a long freaking day at Knott's, and we drove the hour up there to go eat. And we sat down, and first of all, service was fantastic. Like, seated us immediately, got us drinks and stuff immediately, and we ordered our food. So the the couple things, like, I didn't know going in. So it's served family style. So you order everything, and then all of your the meat is just brought on one singular platter to the table, and you can just kind of take what you want. So that was like, um, I got the brisket and Scott got the, what did you get? I can't remember. He got uh, the, like the pork tips and they were all, they were great. I'll get to that in a minute. So literally they just sit the food down in front of us on a tray and it's just like a pile of brisket and a pile of pork tips. And we were just like, okay, we dig in and we both just took a piece of the brisket and I took one bite and it just took one bite as some of the best barbecue I've ever tasted. It was exactly what you want in a brisket, like good smoky flavor the whole way through, just the edges just packed full of flavor. Like every single bite, you just it was just flavor on flavor. It just had that perfect barbecue taste to it. Um, I did, like I words fail to describe how good it was. Honestly, do you sauce it or no? No sauce. Good. I will. Good man. Throw, I so this is. I was yelling at someone in uh, the Drunk Riders Discord about this. Uh, if you give me sauce, I will uh, set it off to the side and never touch it because, no. And this is my opinion on barbecue, and especially barbecue sauce. It shouldn't need it because your barbecue should be so good that I don't need to put sauce on it. And Stay this was barbecue now. that was so good that you like. I would it would be an insult to put sauce on this barbecue. It was so good. Can I ask you both a quick question? 
Um, what is because because Mike, I know that you actually met the owner of uh, Bledsoe's, and Jack, you yes. just got done eating there. Like, what is it that makes this barbecue joint out in California so just unique and special? There was nothing about like the yeah. There was nothing about the building or anything like that that like screamed like this is going to be the best barbecue. I've ever been to, which actually probably should be a tell that it was going to be. That's usually how it goes. But for me, it was just, I'm so used, especially with brisket. That's how I, that's usually what I judge a barbecue place based off of is their brisket and how good it is. And I'm so used to getting brisket and only like the edges, only where they've seasoned being flavorful. And this, I took a bite out of the center of it and it was so flavorful it was just refreshing to actually have barbecue that was like every single bite was one I wanted to take, not just eat like the good parts because it was all good. And so I think that's what struck out to me the most was just like every single bite was fantastic versus only like a handful of them. Mike. So um, I actually have not had his barbecue. Um, just I met him, but I never went. Um, but he's, you know, started his restaurant in 08 and has expanded. I'm, I'm reading his bio right now. Um, he, like in 2008, he opened it in Compton, small little spot. He's now got... Um, a location in San Antonio and Melbourne, oh, Australia. <laughs> um, plus other things. And there is one in Hollywood too. Um, so you didn't go to the OG. Um, but like, we went to the one that was on like all... the easiest to get to for us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so he's just known at like, barbecue and smoking he's a pit master you know it's in his blood um he's got a cookbook and i might buy this oh it's pre-order right now still um actually let me see this real quick um because i don't know i'll, I'll kind of segue what's your guys's opinion on barbecue cookbooks do you use them i have a practical library of them I think I've only opened them a handful of times. Okay. So the best, my best, so I have a mac and cheese recipe that I got from one of these books. Um, holy shit. Um, oh, it just came out, this, this cookbook came out about a month ago. One of the items in here is Mom's Baked Banana Pudding. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to add this to my cart. Oh, I right should also, now. I should say real quick while we're talking about dessert, they did have a good selection of dessert. Scott and I went with the easiest thing to split and it was their brownie with just ice cream all over it. And I don't know if it was just that we were still like starving and just wanted a good dessert or if it was actually that good, but it was 
fucking fantastic. Like we destroyed it. And the guys that were sitting at the table next to us literally looked <laughs> over, saw us destroying the brownie and like grabbed the waiter and like, we'll have what they're having. Was a, so, was a brownie warm? It was a warm brownie with just like that perfect scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of it. Just drizzled in f- like hot fudge. Oh, fantastic. Again, don't know if it was just um, we were hungry or if it was that good, but it was fantastic. I'm looking. So this cookbook is 300 pages. Whew. This isn't a, like, he's not fucking around with this cookbook. There's in turn. So the uh, desserts they have on there. One of them is Hennessy on the rocks. Um, oh, mom's baked. Yeah. Um, mom's baked banana pudding, a bourbon pecan bread pudding, which bread pudding and me are just, um, a, a beautiful mixture. So yes. Um, buttermilk pie, blackberry cobbler, cheesecake, red velvet cake, and strawberry cake. And it's yes, mom's yes, yes, strawberry yes, yes, cake. Yes, yes, All the yes. I do have to glow a little bit and just uh, remind everybody that the first uh, cooking competition I got into, we got second place based off of dessert. Just saying. Um... <coughs> have you guys ordered your Daddy Pig's Army shirts? I got I two. Not. Well, I, I finally got them picked up in my old house. So that oh, that's nice. right. That's right. That's right. Um, I have not, um, just with like everything happening, I have not had time yeah. to order stuff. It's oh, like, Mike, you'll, do me too. <laughs> you'll like this. I'm actually rocking that in um, uh, Wall- uh, Wallaby, uh, Belgium, and Holland. <laughs> I want to go over there. God, I love days. you. Um, I'll have a picture of that on time for you guys. Promise. God, that's incredible. Um, I'm gonna rock my Gwissy. I got a uh, Gwissy tank top that I'm gonna be rocking at Energylandia, which I feel like I need to ride Gwissy before I go ride Zadra. Um, I'm keeping my outfit for Energylandia a secret, but I will tell you all after we record. You should be scared, everyone. Everyone should be scared of what I'm going to roll up to Energylandia in. All right, I don't know. You're wearing like I'm a. I'm buying uh, this book. Are, are you wearing like a? I don't know, like a monkey or a tiger suit, like a Mike's brother? Uh, um, not, that was Scar. Can we please not talking about? Yeah, first of that was Scar, um, and it's it's on that level of stupidity. Yes. Oh no, Jack! No. Oh yes, Jack. Then no. Hey, remember, you're still an ambassador of our country, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, let's not be... Yeah. You know. Okay. It's not um, like, It's on that level of insanity, but it's a different level of insanity that's just funny. It's not going to offend anyone in that country. Probably will offend some people in our country, so... Oh, God. But then again, anything um, offends anyone in our country. Um, moving on to, to use a, uh, old saying here, um, cool we are on topic number one on an hour long episode. Um, yeah, we probably, uh, so, oh, we got, we yeah. got topic two cause we got recent eats travel eats. Okay. Let's, let's talk about this one. Um, Jack, you've been traveling a lot. What are you eating while you're traveling? I mean, it's not easy to just eat while you're on the road. What what even what's what's been cooking? 
So this is how I do it. This is also how Scott does it. So that's worked out nice. Um, there's a couple of rules. One, you know, we are on a month long road trip. So we are, we definitely do have in our fridge, like some deli meat and some bread and some chips, just, you know, make sandwiches in the hotel and save some money. But when we're on the road, we keep trying to eat local. That's been like one of our, that's been something I've done for forever is find that hole in the wall that yes. I'm never going to get to eat at again. Yes. Um, we stopped at this place. This was our first night of our trip trip i can't even remember what it was called it was in um fort smith arkansas what was it called drive-in yeah it was like a, it was like a drive-in just like just hole in the wall i've got a picture of it somewhere on here what was it called um it was called uh ed walker's french dipped sandwiches and it it's like exactly what you're picturing like old american drive-in just great food great service just the atmosphere was perfect. So like that, that, like that type of place. I love eating places like that. Or um, where else have we ended up? Oh, so another thing that Scott and I love, and this is one of our like random missions in life is to eat at every Portillo's. Um, so we have eaten it. If we passed a Portillo's, we've eaten at it. I'm not ashamed to admit that. But for like my big rule is like, if you can eat local, do it because you're not going to regret it. So that's like kind of where I'm at on road trips and stuff. Okay. So I, one, I've never had Portillo's. Um, I was about to say, what is Portillo's? Hold the fucking phone. Y'all have never had Portillo's? No. What? Okay. Well, there is one in Minneapolis. We will be making a group trip to Portillo's for Valley wait, was Stumble. That, was that Scott in the background going, wait, what? Yeah, Scott is freaking out behind me. Um, I'm so, going in the front. Are they in the Discord right now? No, we're just just come over here. Like my computer speaker is on, and they they'll be able to hear you talk. Um, so Portillo, I'm just gonna let Scott explain <laughs> Portillo's. Wait, can they hear me from yes, here? Yes, uh, they, they can hear you. Okay, so Portillo's is like is like the pinnacle like Chicago street food restaurant. Like Dick Portillo started a like a little hot dog cart basically in Chicago and then it blew into this, you know, big um, restaurant group and it's just your quintessential Chicago food. So you can order your, like, like I get my Italian beef and I get it, what would they say, baptized, which is they take the sandwich and they dip it in the au jus, not once but twice. And so it, you, you can barely handle the thing. It just falls apart in your hands and that's exactly how it should be served. <laughs> oh my. Nothing it hurts. Yeah, they heard all of that. Yeah, yeah, Portillo's is incredible. And so the other thing about Portillo's that's hilarious is you always know if someone's from Chicago or knows what they're doing because if you've never ordered at a Portillo's, you're going to get made fun of the first time because there's there are like three or four. It's kind of like going to an In and Out. There's like three or four options for like a combo, but the rest of it you just kind of like to like. You just know what to order and you order everything separate. So like if you want a burger, you order your burger separate, you order your fries separate, you order your drink separate. Um, and then the other thing about Portillo's that you must know is their chocolate cake and their cake shakes. You did not go to Portillo's if you did not get one of those. Mm-hmm. So there is, is one. It in, on, um, 
is it almost on the same level as like like knowing how to order like at a Waffle House as it is like at a Portillo's? Yeah, like and you can, it's it's like that because you can always tell when someone's been to a Portillo's. Like cause when you go in the store to order, they've got like the line, and you'll get someone who's like kind of slow. But then there's like Scott's like I want an Italian beef baptized with what is it you get on it? Sweet peppers. Uh, Italian beef with sweet peppers baptized, small fry, small coke, and a piece of chocolate cake. That's how fast you can order if you know what you're doing. Love it. And you how say it like that, and they know it. I want an Italian Cake. beef with sweet peppers. Okay. I, I don't and... want you to repeat it. I'm just okay. Yeah, okay. like the, the yeah. So it's like once you learn how to order, it's fantastic. So oh god, we have to take you all. Okay. Oh, they're gonna die. Portillos. Oh, I love it. Is there one near here? Can we go to Portillos tonight? I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think there is. Dang, that sucks. Anyways, I'm still checking though, but I'm actually gonna look for Chicago. Style. So that's how I eat um, on the road. There you go. Shit. You guys are in SoCal. When are, how long are you in SoCal for? Till Saturday morning. Um, are you guys up for a drive? Yeah. You're you're gonna go back near Knott's, but okay, the place is called uh, Tony's Little Tony's Little Italy. It's in Placentia, Tony's California. It's Chicago authentic yeah. Chicago deep deep dish crust. Um, oh boy! It takes forty-five minutes for them to get it ready. Um, when you order, it takes forty-five minutes. It is up until recently. I mean, it's my favorite Chicago-style pizza, um, but that's like you know that's close to where I grew up, and that's like we got that like once a year as a treat. Um, it was, it's so, not even once a year, once every couple years. Um, God, it is the best pizza, like some of the best pizza. So if you're looking for Chicago pizza, go to Tony's Little Italy in Placentia, California. Um, Good to know. Okay, so anyway, all this started I, trying to keep us on track. Um, yep. How do you all eat when you're on the road? 100% local. I won't go to a chain. And, and that's the same way I drink. Um, I don't drink, um, like, obviously I'll drink my false idol cause you know, I'm brand whore. Um, but I don't drink anything domestic. I drink like, or any like uh macro brewery. I only drink craft because what you're going to find in those small little hole in the walls, hole in the wall breweries, just like. I've found it so many different breweries that I've been to. Um, you're going to find that amazing restaurant with that amazing barbecue that's a hole in the wall. Um, so, I, I mean, you go wherever you can and check and find something local that's, you know, there, there's a great sandwich shop somewhat near where I am. It, I think it might have actually closed. Um, like it was one of those things where I just looked up like a sandwich. Um, they're still open. Actually, they actually opened a new location. It's called like deli news. It's like New York style deli in the middle of like Dallas. And it's incredible. Um, but like, I don't want to go, I don't want to stop at Chick-fil-A when I'm on a road trip. I don't want to stop at Subway, which that was the conversation we had today. I want to stop somewhere mom and pop. 
or family-run restaurant. Like, I don't even want, like, local chains maybe, like, that I don't get, like, around where I am. So, like, if I'm, like, in the south, which I've never done, I've never been to a Bojangles. Like, if I go to Bojangles, like, Hold up. Bojangles if I'm in the... You've yeah. never been to Bojangles? No, I have not. Oh, my God. You're breaking um, my heart. I know, right? Um, but, like, I'll go, like, maybe to a local chain, but I'm not, I want to spend my food experience locally. Like, yes, I whatever, that. whatever that city is known for, that's what I want to try, to an extent. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm going to, like, go with my preferences, but, like, I want to try what your city's known for, besides for, like... Uh, Carolina barbecue. I don't like vinegar that much. So, um, yeah, that's for, and I will say like topic for another day. On, yeah. And on a trip, the scale of Scott and I've done, like, I will admit we've been to our fair share of McDonald's and like faster chains, but we also, you know, we're on a time crunch driving across the country. So there were some sacrifices right. made here and there. Yeah, like, go ahead, Canyon. Like, oh yeah, okay. I'm just gonna tell this. I'm gonna tell this story real quick because he just whispered it in my ear and it fucking pisses me off. So castles and fucking coasters. We were on the mm-hmm. phone with them and they neglected to mention the fact that their roller coasters were both closed. We had literally been on the phone with them and we're like, hey, yeah, we're gonna be down there tonight. And both you know, of them were closed. Both of them were closed. And we were like, we literally had called them. We're like, hey, we want to do these, like this list of things tonight while we're there. And they're like, well, uh, when you get here, come talk to us and we'll figure it out. And so we roll, like, no mention of the fact that the rides were closed. So we roll in, both the rides are closed, and we're both pissed off. We could have gone to, like, uh, we could have gone to Monument Valley and the Grand Canyon had we, like, had they just told us that both of their fucking coasters were closed. But no, they just didn't tell us on the phone. They made us drive to Phoenix to find out. And we missed out on Grand Canyon and wow. Valley because of it. So, I'm not at all salty about that park. I mean, you didn't miss anything, so... I mean, fair, but I also do want to, like, get to all of the national parks. And it's like, well, I'm right here at Grand Canyon. Let's just get it out of the way. Like, that was the thing. I was shocked that you guys didn't go to the Grand Canyon. We would have. Like, we totally would have had we known. But I will say, though, Joshua Tree was incredible. It was so much better than I ever expected it to be. So. Yeah. Joshua Tree is gorgeous, so. Can I chime Um, in yet? Yeah, go for it, Sloaney. All right, so. Pretty much agree with everything y'all have already said. The my caveat is it depends on how you're traveling. So I do travel a decent bit, um, a lot for work. Wish it was as much for uh, personal. And so it depends on like again like how you maximize your time. And naturally, if, if you're going to be in a in a new location, absolutely like you want to have an experience. What makes that place what it is? So whatever. Um, whoever's hosting you, like whatever they're recommending, you're like, oh, well, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go with what you suggest, period. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I heard about this on, you know, some random reviews. Like, no, I trust your judgment. I haven't been here. I'll never know when I'm going to come back. So, yes, let's go do it. But that it gets difficult if you're doing it personally and you want to, like, make the most out of the where you're at. You can't do that, like, all meals of the day. So, usually what I do is... Um, depending on the hotel we're in, if they have, you know, even if it's a, you know, 
just a basic little Connell breakfast. I'm going to make the most out of that, get a nice little base in me, make the most of the day. Obviously, you can get something like for lunchtime, maybe at a park or wherever. But usually the the end of the day, like dinner especially, when you're just decompressing, you're you're reflecting back and just talking about like, you know, what, you know, everything you just experienced and what you did that day. Like I want a good solid meal to end the day. And that's usually when doing the, 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 the research and work, like, all right, well, <laughs> what is Yelp saying? What is TripAdvisor? And just, and you just make that judgment call of what's that? No, Scott's talking behind me. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, but again, like you just, you want to end of the day, just de- you know sit there, decompress and just have this great, hopefully a long meal, good drink and, yeah, like it's just that nice little, like that last meal of the day just serves as that like little aperitif, nightcap, you know, cherry on the top for just what was a great experience in this, hopefully this like new location you're just in. So again, it depends on how you're traveling and, you know, what your time constraints are. But yeah, regardless, if you're someplace new, absolutely stay away from the chains, go off of what people recommend, word of mouth, um, social media, Yelp, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have no. Uh, here's the thing: like, I don't even have a, a. I have a basic plan for like this weekend, um, and I'll be in uh, Belgium, Holland, uh, Portugal on Monday. I haven't really looked up yet, like exactly where I'm going to be. Just it's one of those I like to wing it kind of when I go, and just you know, if I say, "Hey, well, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't have any plans." Like you know, where where should I go? Like what what do you recommend? What, what should I eat? And that's <coughs> you, you can't really go wrong with people that actually take pride of like where where they live day in and day out like you know what you need to be here you need to try this and that's never scared me wrong drink food experiences name it so yeah glad you're having fun out there by the way jack that's you guys sound like you have a killer trip going on right now i mean we're exhausted and dying in the in, on the inside but it's great so you guys hate each other yet do we hate each other yet yep yep and you got what two more weeks? Gonna, yeah, this whole thing ends at Hollywood Nights, but then like I like it ends quote unquote ends at Hollywood Nights, but I'm taking like two and a half weeks off to see the family, and then flying back to Chicago to meet Scott and join him for the rest of the trip, which you know I think basically ends at Valley Stumble. So, oh my god, okay, dude, that's like a two yeah. month stretch. Wow. Yeah, Scott's literally gonna be on the road for two months. He, yeah. he, he hates his life. Yeah. I might go home. He might go home. He hasn't decided yet. Damn, <laughs> so, Scott. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, because we are, you know, way deep in an hour-long episode, and we haven't even started on uh, questions. But we have we the burger controversy. Okay, I'm, okay I'm actually, sure. no, we're going we're gonna to save that for another day. Yeah, I think I want, like... Save that one if you guys are good with that. I'm, I yeah, I could go off for a full Good. hour about that. So let's. Uh, you're not safe, okay. Stephen. You're not safe. <laughs> no, no, no. Stephen's still gonna get it. Um, we're gonna go. We're just gonna roll into questions, and I'm gonna start with you guys on a question. Okay, when you are preparing meats, and this is this <clears throat> from Mike, what is your opinion on marinated meat? That is not a 
called for in a recipe a la carne asada? The only time it's okay to marinate a steak is if it's a cheap-ass steak and it's going to make it better. If it's a good cut of steak and you come close to it with a like marinade, I'm going to shoot you. But if it's like a shitty sirloin, marinate it away because it's just going to make it better. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. I mean, if a good cut of meat, a liquid marinade, even something like even Dale's. Oh, oh, hold on. I'm actually going to rephrase this a little bit. So I I have used at times um, like a really good soy sauce, like a aged. Uh, <laughs> you you love this, uh, Mike? A barrel aged shoyu soy sauce uh, over. <laughs> A shoyu barrel, like about a two-year barrel age shoyu soy sauce from Japan. That is an excellent way <coughs> to put in some just some good saltiness and that little aginess in there. And but like, but yeah, like a just a typical marinade you would pick up at um, uh, you know, your local marinade uh, aisle at a grocery store. No, there's no, there's frankly no room for that. It, but again, it also depends on what you're doing. If this is going to be a um a like a quick cook like a steak or something yeah just straight up dry rub it and be done with it but if you're doing like stew or something like a uh like a birria like tacos a birria meat where it calls on um like grinding down and chio uh peppers um even using um uh, melted down freaking bone marrow and you're marinating that or sous vide like there's you can have a lot of fun with marinade it just depends on what you if you know what you're doing with it so but yes i'll, I'll kind of fall back to what jack said it depends on where you're cooking and if you have a good cut of meat you don't need to throw in a crazy funky marinade it's got all these ingredients in it and just basically take away from what the natural flavor of the meat profile is so yeah actually i can go on right. and on about that <laughs> This is this is going to be not the first time we have this discussion, um, because I don't believe in marinating. Um, I believe it's sacrilegious uh, because your the meat should and you guys, Jack, you mentioned buying a shitty piece of sirloin. I would rather not have something like that than have to like marinate it. Like that's also, I'm I, not going to do that. I also, I'm going to say, I agree with you on that. But if the situation arises, just give me the, the marinade. I'd rather have to eat it okay. with a marinade if I have to eat it. Again, give me a dry-aged New York strip. I say that for no particular reason. <clears throat> Slow in Hollywood nights. <clears throat> um, over any, like, I mean, yeah, don't marinate. Unless it's absolutely necessary. Real quick, Mike. Like, if you're buying your steak at Walmart in, like, the, like, clearance section, like, maybe. But besides, no. Don't do it. First of all, what are you doing with your life if that's where you're buying your steak? Some people don't have a choice, man. Yeah. Right? You you work with what you can get. But, uh, no. But, Mike, give us a cutoff. Like, you're saying, you know, at what point do you marinate meat? Well, it seems like you're focusing primarily on beef. Are you saying like everything else is? I'm talking. Yeah, sorry. I'm talking steak. I'm talking beef. Okay. Um, yeah, steak. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Red meat. Red meat. The only time I'll do marinade is if it's like carne asada, which that's that's completely different in my opinion. Yeah, it's carne asada. So. Yeah. Like I'm not having a steak, but like, 
Um, yeah, you know, it's... We're it gonna revisit. We're gonna revisit this question many times. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Of it, Absolutely. So. What what what's what's, Absolutely. Our, what's our what's our first question for tonight? Our first question comes from uh, Creech. What is your favorite quick smoke recipe? Less than four hours. Can I give a really quick, easy answer right the hell now? Yeah. Yes. Reverse reverse seared anything. Yep. Uh, was gonna be pretty much what I was gonna say. It's like reverse your anything. Okay. I yeah. yes, uh, I I will agree with you. Um, the o- other option I do is I do whole chickens normally in about three and a half hours. Um, that's honestly my best cook is a whole chicken. Um, the best thing that I smoke is a whole chicken. So. Really? Uh, that is my special. Like, I will. I mean, I could make ten chickens, no issue. Um, and just throw those out and let them roll. And you know, each one I can put a distinct flavor on them with the different woods and everything, or the same wood, and I can have those be perfectly ready to go. I can fuck up some chicken. I also think chicken's like super easy. Yeah, it's chicken. You know what? Yeah. Based, especially as a pricing as everything is now, like arguably the best bang for the buck. It tastes amazing, and you can feed a ton of people with it. Still, even today, are chicken quarters, smoked ch- chicken quarters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another another um, one of my favorite things to do. That's pretty quick. Um, you, you you can smoke it, but it's also just a really good like go to like if you don't have a ton of time is a pork tenderloin it's a favorite of mine yeah um, i don't think you can go wrong with a good pork tenderloin um you know this might be a little unconventional but like a like get like a big sausage link and smoke sausage oh um, my god i've never I know done what i'm getting <coughs> oh, so then, you, would, you would have way too much fun are you saying let I'd me let me fun? hit you with this are you saying you know, I would if have I'm too going much for a sausage? Sorry. <laughs> Incredible. You said it. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a side. So in, in less than four hours, I'll do a smoked chicken. Additionally, I'm going to give you a whole meal, damn it. Um, I'm going to do a smoked chicken. I'm going to do bacon-wrapped stuffed jalapenos, just cream cheese stuffed. Nothing, nothing fancy. Um, smoked baked beans with bacon crumbles. So what I'll do is I'll lay strips of bacon on the smoker for the first two and a half hours. And then I'll throw that in the beans afterwards. Um, I don't eat beans, by the way, but I make beans. Um, which, that's a whole other topic. And then I'll finish it off with a mac and cheese where I do you know, my basic prep of the mac and cheese and then I just cook it in the smoker and then it gets a great smoky smoky finish and it's smoked mac and cheese all of that you can do in the smoker for less than four hours it's about 30 minutes prep total yeah that sound that'd be a freaking amazing meal too oh no it's incredible that's like one of my go-to meals 
I might make that here in like the next week or two. Actually, I might. Is it my this, like next? Is week. it my turn? Is it my turn yet? Yes, it's your turn, Sony. There is a shit ton of things that you can do under four hours smoking. Um, you can do. You can do salmon uh, smoked, especially if you are fortunate enough to catch something wild and basically, in effect, like cold smoke it on, over alder wood at like 170, 175 degrees. That is usually done after uh, or shy of four hours. You can do ribs with uh, ribs within four hours. Obviously, like every chicken cutlet out there, you can do chicken wings way quicker than that. But <laughs> I'm going to throw you guys for a loop. So how would how could you do something like call it a brisket that generally speaking is 12 to 16 even sometimes crazy almost 20 hour long smoke what if i were to tell you you can do that in two hours how is that possible without the temperature being higher than what it would be for a slow smoke i'm actually curious are you are you putting this in the oven for a while or what you doing well (laughs) I wish I would have bought this thing because um, now it's just stupid expensive. Basically, I'm pretty confident that this is how like somebody like Bucky's or like big commercial uh, smokehouses will do brisket quick or even any meat for that matter. What they do is they cook it under pressure. So it's basically put into a pressure vessel, same temperature, but they will... <laughs> I forgot what like what atmospheric um, bar that they'll charge it to, but it basically supercharges that cooking process. And really, the way like the best way I can kind of compare that to would be like the radiator on your car and, uh, being kind of the op- opposite. Instead of it trying to uh, heat up your car, it's actually trying to cool your engine block. Well, it's the it's the opposite of that in terms of, like when you're trying to cook. So, like you can literally cook a brisket in two hours under pressure so like we're, we're familiar with pressure cookers like that will cook meat quickly there are actually in fact smokers out there that will cook in a pressure like a pressure vessel and that sounds awesome they're also uh pretty pricey now these days with everything going on but um yeah that's that is sure. a it's a crazy hack that like one day I'll probably have to get rid of a few cooking devices out in my freaking porch to make room for stuff like that. But um... I'm surprised your porch <laughs> hasn't collapsed under the weight of all of your cooking devices. Yeah, I know. Or Sarah hasn't thrown one out. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, working, <laughs> on. we're working on it. That's, that's uh, New Year's Eve Re- resolution 2023. We'll see. But, but yeah. Um, there, I mean, there, we'll but, be working on January 2nd of 2024. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's all sorts of things you do under four hours. But also one other thing to keep in mind is that you can um, – what's great about smoking is that generally speaking, that smoke flavor is imparted very early on in the cook, right? So kind of like the idea behind like reverse sear – where you, you impart that flavor and you can finish it off quick, right? So you can throw anything in and just throw a good smoke flavor on it within an hour and a half, two hours at most, and then finish it off quick, like an oven, pan, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, that, it's, if you're short on time, it, it is pretty nice to be able to smoke something up really quick under that four hour time frame versus a 14, 16 hour commitment on a pork butt or brisket type deal. So yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Question number two for tonight. <laughs> I'm glad we. I put it at five questions. Um, yeah. 
Okay, impossible versus beyond meat. This is uh, or beyond burger. We're not gonna answer that here. That's a why. It's given. such an it's such an easy answer. Can I just get out of the way real quick? Yeah, go for impossible it. Impossible because of the heme factor. Uh, and the major difference between impossible and beyond burger is that they manage to replicate that bloody um bloodiness that comes from beef and that lychee factor. And basically, it's it's from this uh, green called heme which is derived from hemoglobin. And those of us that pay attention to biology, remember that hemoglobin is a, you know, a blood component. You can also find hemoglobin <coughs> present in plants. So that is a major difference between impossible and beyond, uh, beyond meat is the fact that impossible did manage to replicate that bloody juiciness. So yes, impossible burger and impossible meat any day of the week, period or beyond done. Moving on. Um, I've never had either. Are you serious? You never tried any of that yet? Nope. All right, we'll get into that to another another discussion. But um, <laughs> well, we're finally going to ask. I'm oh, sorry, answer somebody's question that has been very persistent at asking this for over a month now, right? Um, why are high end steak restaurants? The exception of the general rule that chain restaurants provide lower quality food than local alternatives, i.e. Ruth Chris, Morin's Capital Grill, etc. And that's from Wall and Ballin. Basically making the uh, the point, the, the claim that um, the chain high-end steakhouses are actually better than local uh, high-end steakhouses. Uh, compared Which to- I'm going to call... BS on, but absolutely, Wallen, you are wrong in this one. Period. Yeah. Um, I can. So we go ahead. Go ahead. We have we have two high end steakhouses in Knoxville that I would consider taking people to. We have a Ruth Chris, and we have a restaurant called Yield Steakhouse. Just based off the name, which one do you want to go to? I know which one. Steakhouse. Yield Steakhouse built into the side of a mountain. It's been there for 80 years, and their food's incredible and cheaper and better than Ruth Chris is ever going to serve you. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like, if you give me a choice between a local steakhouse and a chain steakhouse, I'm going to the local one because not only am I probably going to get just as good of like just as good of a steak, I'm also going to get some local culture and history by going there. So. Yeah, I have a take that, on this, too. This goes what, what, back what, to our local argument. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, if I can eat local, I'm going to eat local. And that's literally what this boils down to. I mean, Mike, do you find this to be the case, though, generally speaking, or not? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Now, I understand... Now, here's where I understand, like, where, where Walm was coming from. So, there, there is some merit to the consistency of a high-end steak chain. And by that, like my interpretation of that is, well, when they're, when they're looking at um, setting up another satellite uh, restaurant, it's, it all follows this, this formula, right? Like I guarantee they probably have a, a good buying relationship with the, the high-end um, uh, kit, uh, uh, kit, kitchen equipment manufacturers, like, you know, the, the proper salamander grills, the, the, the right um, buying relationship with um, the meat packers, freaking JBR or, or, or JBS, I forgot, like any of those guys. 
and what's what's it is like corporate bs but at the same time it's a it's a model that is pushed down and is like hey don't deviate from this like we know what works so it's consistency that's able to be replicated from locale to locale and i think that's what wallen is you know arguably identified as like being like right on the money but at the same time when you get that local just real high-end uh you know restaurant where it's there's this extra level of pride in what they do from day in day out where it's like what they're buying uh the relationships they have with their local um uh butchers and all that like that that's what ends up separating the local high-end guys from a big national chain. Nothing against the big national guys, you know, between, you know, Capitol Grill, Morton's, uh, Smith & Walensky's, that's arguably my favorite one. Um, but, yeah, like you, I, I, I guarantee you, you, you put me in a major city, I will probably find a local place that will still do better than one of those big national chains. So I got I see where you're coming from, Wallen, but you are – not right in this call. Sorry, buddy. Wrong take. Yeah. I have a feeling okay. that's not the last. I have a feeling that's not the last we've heard from him. By the way. Oh no! I know he's gonna. He's gonna be our uh, common questionnaire. Okay. Let's see. Next question. Uh, we've got. Hold on. I'm a uh, shirt posting right now. I appreciate y'all. Um. What's a good grill for beginning? This is good, buddy. Joe, Joe, um, I'm going to tell you, you're going to go into Walmart or any hardware, hardware store. You're going to go in, and you're going to get a charcoal grill. And this is how I learned how to grill. And you're going to go find that Weber. It's going to be a black cylinder. Uh, there's multiple sizes of it. You're going to go get the one that's just base, literally the black Weber grill cylinder. That's it. It's on the tripod, the cart. Don't even get the one with the cart. Just literally get the one with the stand. That's what you need. That's it. That's where you learn how to start grilling. On that charcoal grill, Weber. That is uh, that is my take, and I'm going to stand by that forever. Jack? Do you have a grill in college? Um, oh, he he just lost. Jack just fell out. So that's all right. I'll go ahead and answer this uh, one. <laughs> so my yeah. my immediate quick response to this is um, <laughs> a grill that you can fuck up on, and hopefully it's not yours. <laughs> Meaning, try like learn on someone else's. And here's this is actually a true story. Uh, back when I had kind of no idea what I was doing and I was going to do my best to make a steak for my then uh, new girl from back in school. And she, her, her neighbors actually had a, a small little uh, grill that just sitting outside, like probably like a 40, 50 dollar grill. Right. And I was like, Whoa, I know you need charcoal. Like, you know, to your point, Mike, like charcoal girl, just start there. So I go, I got a little bag of charcoal and throw it in there, get all fired up. And I managed to make a decent steak. The next morning, <laughs> the neighbor goes like, "Dude, you destroyed my grill!" Like, what do you mean? I, you know, I threw the charcoal. It's a little, I threw charcoal in there. It's, it's fine, right? Like, dude, it's a gas grill. Little oh. like, 
I took this Yes. Yes. We can have an entire entire episode or series for that matter in terms of like where we totally effed up. But yeah, I threw charcoal into a small little portable gas, like shitty little Walmart grill and basically melted down all of that copper. That was probably even baked into the steak and everything. But yeah, that was the most arguably like one of the more stupid things I've done cooking. <laughs> But at least it was early on in my cooking career, so I'll. I'll that's I'll uh, learn from that. I'll just that's I'll a story. That. I I need to hear that story Ooh. later, uh, Jack. What's your uh, grill I mean, of choice? Just give me. It depend. It depends on what I'm cooking, honestly. For oh for. Or, sorry, for a beginner. To begin. For, no, 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 sorry. Uh, to, to begin. Got, honestly, to just like learn how to grill, the easiest thing is just to go to propane. Cause that's what I learned to grill on a propane grill. And then after that, I've learned how to do other things. Um, but just like, honestly, yeah, just get like a, the shitty Walmart propane grill. You'll learn like the basics on it. You're going to outpace, you're going to outgrow yourself really fast. But yeah, just go with something shitty that just is like gonna get the job done. But you're not gonna like. It's almost what I tell people with cameras: like, don't buy a pro camera because if you hate it, you don't like you don't want to invest that much in it. So just get something shitty that you can learn on and determine if you like doing it or not, and then go from there. So if somebody had like a, a at least a decent budget, I would highly recommend a. I thought you were small, about to say a like Traeger, Weber, and I was gonna like get in the car, like, drive to Atlanta, and slap grill. you. But though that, well, like frankly, like because that's a big commitment still. Like even even a Traeger Ranger is a four hundred R grill, and once you get into something that's sizable, they're a lot they're a lot more expensive. But it feels. You know, something, especially like if it's just you, like remember that you don't need to have a huge cooking surface or cooking area. If it's only you or even your girlfriend or significant other, just just get something that you can consistently dial in a temperature and yeah, just go to town on. But if, yeah, in terms of just straight, go, you know, getting into it and making mistakes, there's nothing wrong with freaking charcoal on the most basic of charcoal holders slash receptacles. You can go down to your freaking lo- local park and use those crappy little grills down there, but you can still make some I will also say, just like you mentioned like, like the crappy so, grills, it is yeah. worth learning how to cook on one of those because you will find yourself in a position in life eventually where you need to do it, and knowing what you're doing on one of those is amazing and a time saver. I mean, look at camping when you're hiking or like, um, yeah. or backpacking type thing. Like you just, you don't have much to work with. So I, I, absolutely. Yep. But the principles in terms, in terms of cooking and what you have to work with are, remain the same. Perfect. All right, gentlemen, last one. Shit. Of course we, we had to have, okay. Of course. Yeah, like th- this one's easier than the other one we're holding off on because um, I'm. <laughs> we obviously have a, a good coaster uh, community that's chiming into this. We appreciate all y'all. So there's naturally going to be references to coasters and meat and cooking and all that. So yeah, we're, we're here for that. We're going to 
do our best not to have it be heavily focused on that area. So, but here it is. Name five different roller coasters that you would call rare, medium rare, medium, medium well, and well done. And I can't start off on this one because I only oh, have like the first see. three. I, so I was thinking a lot about this today. Hold on. So I need to like actually like type them out um, in front of me. Um, hold on. I need like a new note. Can I have like – just fuck it. I'll just do it here. Um, coasters. Well, medium, well, medium, medium, rare, and rare. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and give some context in terms of like how I was interpreting this question. So, like, arguably, um, Everyone has a an ideal cooking uh, temperature or like finished temp, and for me, naturally, it's medium rare. That being said, I can also appreciate and enjoy rare, but at the same time, doesn't mean I'm I want to just tear down and and, and just crush an entire whole cut of meat at a rare cooking level. Medium, of course, I can put up with even medium well. I'm kind of mad at myself that I got to medium well. Well done is just one of those. There is just no excuse for it. So you pl- like I apply right. that 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 methodology and mindset to all right. Well, how do I look at the you know a given coaster or even manufacturers that for that matter like to that cooking classification for how me got finished off. So so, so where so you for at? me? Where- I, I'm gonna I'm pretty much the same spot as you, Sloan. Um, medium rare is pinnacle for me. Um, rare is good in small doses. Um, I'm also going to say, um, if you're saying well done, I'm going to say go home. Uh, I hate you and I, I don't want to ever talk to you again. So, uh, I'll start with my well done. I'm going to go vortex at King's Island. <laughs> um, cause you know, that's, that's my easy answer. Um, my rare, which is good, but in small doses. I'm going to go Skyrush. I was about to say that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Velocicoaster is going to get my medium rare. You bastard. Because that is... That, that's peak... Peak perfection. Um, medium... I, I'm going to hate to say this. I'm going to say X2... Because, you know, sometimes you're just a little disappointed that it's not, that you it cooked a little too long, so it's not that medium rare, and it's not going to be the best ride ever. So I'll, I'll give it that. The medium well, um, gosh, I'm going to go, you know, just give me a B&M hyper coaster, honestly. Give me like a, oh God. Um, Real oh, Ryan, interrupt. there it is. Onion, perfect. Oof. I was going to say my medium well is Kumba. Okay. Because it, it okay, is great, but but it's like, oh, like you, you, you should be better, but you're just not anymore. And it's sad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, I so that. I'm kind of, I'm Jack in the same lines. For, so for me, I was thinking like, okay, so medium rare is like perfect. And then 
you know, well done is like absolute trash. So my <laughs> well done coaster is Nighthawk at Carowinds because that ride is the absolute worst thing I've ever been on. Like, just like it's that's like you know, I get the well done steak, I send it back. I see Nighthawk, I just don't go near it. So that's kind of where I'm at. My medium well coaster, I think I'm gonna take like, actually, I'm kind of in the same place with like Coop. Sloan, what's your well done? <laughs> that was my uh, other choice. For time well done, warp so. at Canada's yes. Oh, is that the uh, Valair? Yes, and whatever that the equivalent model is in uh, Coney Island um, or Luna Park. Yes, like that's. I, I I don't even need to have a bite. Just I I cut into it. And I look and I was like, no, I just it's not even worth going into my mouth. That's the exact same way I feel like when I see a Volair going for. I was like, no, that's not even worth me getting in line to get the cred. Like literally, I'm done getting that as cred. Just not doing it. Okay. Medi- medium well. Um, I. Again, like I said, Kumba. Another one I can throw on there is also even Great American Scream Machine. It's just sad with that what that's become because it was such a great ride. I remember like how amazing that was, especially with Buzz Bars. Um, medium, I, I'm. Ooh, you guys aren't gonna like. Oh. It. Jack is not gonna like this one. Back, hold, go beep, beep, beep. Back the fuck up, motherfucker. I did not. Ooh. Yeah, did not have. It's one of those where you, you know, like you're you were so close to being perfect, and it's this amazing layout and all that. But I didn't know that you're not supposed to be in the back row for that. Like, oh, well, that was your problem. You rode in the back. You rode in uh, row twelve. It's like, wait a minute, it, th- that's a serious See, problem. Here's, if here's my thing on an RMC, you can't ride in the back row. So, like, here's that's, my thing without yeah, Run. I'm gonna go off. Medium. I'm gonna go off on Outlaw period. Run here. We're going off on Outlaw medium Run here for a second. Hold exactly on. Hold on. Said, We're talking uh, about Outlaw uh, Run. Absolutely. Velocicoaster. Basically, something. And also, I'll throw Zadra in there as well. Just this perfect, perfect coaster that you can ride over and over and over again. Rare. It's going to be the elite RMCs, arguably. Um, I'll throw Sky Rush in there as well. Um, loved Vengeance, but and also and I loved um, uh, Gwazi. But at the same time, I, I remember even the morning of ERT, and I said, like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of bored after 12 rides. I didn't really mean I was bored. I was just like, yeah, well, I'm ready to go do something else. Have you put me in an ERT situation on, say, Velocicoaster or Zadra for, like, that whole hour? I would not be worried about any other freaking ride in that park. Period. I would just be yeah. staying there. So that, yeah, that's that's okay. my outlaw run. First of all, everyone who well, says it's well done take. Okay, first of all, outlaw run. Everyone who says it's like yeah, intolerable in the back row needs to grow a spine nice. because I'll be shit posting. Yeah. Send- okay. Yeah, yeah, but I'll be um, sending some, uh, of course, some meat picks and uh, good beer picks from um, uh, Belgium. Okay, uh, outlaw run. If you say it's day or so, so. Be ready for those, buddy. That's awesome. Okay, can you? Well, looks like we lost the intern because he's the intern. Can you hear Um, me now? So Sloan, great episode number two. I think I feel like this is uh, you know. Okay, we're getting this. Hold on. Anyone who says Outlaw Run is rough in the back row uh, needs to get their balls checked. You can go. You can go back to bed, cosplay later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Please do. Um, No. 
Because Outlaw Run is a fucking fantastic time in the back row, and everyone who's... I will gladly drop them on your face, buddy. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my balls are signing off. Take care. The D-Pam fam. Sup, D-Pam fam. All right. I see a shirt coming. For the D-Pam fam. Guys, did you just hear that? The D-Pam fam? Can I give my oh, can I give my can I give my freaking answer to the question since the internet cut okay. me out? Yes. I'm giving my Shut answer. Up, yes, I am. No, 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 no. I'm giving my I'm answer. Mike, yes. My boy is Jack the intern and Sloan. No. No. Fuck off. Go away. No. 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 Goodbye, everyone. Thanks you got balls in your face later.